Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to episode 10 of Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast and to this episode in a time that is going to create a breakthrough for you as it relates to your relationship with food. It may be something that you hear in this episode that you have never considered before, Or maybe it's something that you have heard before, but because you are listening to it at this time, you are ready and able to hear it in a new way, to apply something that you are about to hear in a new way that is going to create a breakthrough for you. So I want to give you a recap in the event that you are just joining me on this journey. Uh, The first three episodes of this podcast are really the foundation of what we've been talking about. So in episode number one, I shared my story. I talked a little bit about what I mean specifically when I talk about binge eating. And then in episode number two, I covered the, the eight reasons that I see most commonly are why people binge, why people feel out of control around food. And then in episode number three, I gave the eight solutions. So the answer to each one of those eight reasons why, I gave a solution, the how to stop. And then in these last several episodes, we're in this deep dive into the eight answers, the how to stop binge eating, the how to stop feeling out of control around food. And it's where I'm really helping you take these concepts and take these answers to put them into action. So if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, this is not a problem. Each episode stands on its own. You are going to get so much out of just this one individual episode. And they also are all interrelated. So you might hear something on this episode that makes you think, oh, wow. I want to go back and I want to listen to, ooh, that podcast on the nervous system. There might be something there that I can listen to this podcast that you're listening to right now and combine it with the other episodes. They, They really are all interrelated and at the same time, they are all uniquely valuable on their own. So this is a place where you can really trust yourself to kind of guide yourself into, do I want to go back and listen to these episodes? Maybe you've already listened to some of the prior ones, but you might hear something in this episode that makes you want to go back and revisit 
something that um, has happened in one of the previous episodes. There is no right or wrong way to listen to this podcast, just as there is no right or wrong way to eat. It is a chance for you to trust yourself. If you have kind of an inkling of where you might want to go, what you might want to listen to, what's next for you, trust that inkling, trust that guidance. This is a place where you can start to build your trust with yourself. You guys know I love the concept of trust. It is one of my favorite words. It is my word for this year. And I want you to be able to develop that trust with yourself. And as a matter of fact, that was the episode from last week, developing two-way trust, what that is and what that looks like. All right. So this week, we are talking about actually uh, what I would consider my favorite solution. And it's not because the topic is my favorite. It's the number. This is the penultimate reason, the penultimate solution that we are talking about. Now, you may not know what penultimate means. I love the word penultimate. It is one of my favorite words. Penultimate means the second to last. Uh, I don't really know why I love this word. I just, for some reason, I love the word penultimate. It is the second to last. So we are on reason number seven out of eight as to why you binge. And then, of course, the answer, the solution, number seven out of eight in terms of how to stop. Now, I love the word penultimate. I have for years. Maybe it is, who knows? Maybe I discovered the word penultimate using word hippo. I don't know, but I just know that I love the word penultimate. So I just, uh, there's a little tidbit for you, a little personal thing you can know about me. Penultimate is literally my favorite word. (laughs) So anyway, okay, the number seven reason why you binge, it's because it's a habit. So then the answer, the solution, it's very straightforward. It's to break the habit. Now, the solution is straightforward, but this concept and the idea, it isn't as straightforward as it might seem. And that's because several binge eating programs out there They focus on this habit as the only reason why you binge. So you might hear people talking about, oh, well, it's just a habit. Binging is just a habit. So they might give you tools to change the habit. But if you're not addressing the other components of why you binge, so in the regards of what I'm talking about here, those other seven reasons, only addressing your Behavior, what you're doing with food as a habit is not going to solve the problem. So if your nervous system is dysregulated, if you're full of shame and judgment about what you do with food, if you're avoiding your emotions, you're disconnecting from your body, even if you do manage to break the habit of binging, you will likely replace it with something else. So, so many people who only focus on the behavior, they end up in really one of two places. And listen to these two places and see if you can relate, if you might have been there. So here's where people generally end up who are only focusing on the behavior, looking at this as a habit. They either will have short-term periods of success and eventually go right back to their old patterns, or they might replace one habit 
with another. So instead of binging or overeating, you're now shopping, you're gambling, you're drinking, you're spending hours on social media or Netflix or YouTube. You're really not addressing what was happening underneath. You're just replacing the habit because there are so many other things going on underneath the habit. So the previous episodes that we've been discussing in this series have talked about the other solutions, the other reasons why you binge and the other solutions around it. Today, specifically, we're talking about binging as a habit, but I want to be clear that this solution only works in conjunction with the other answers. The habit focuses on the behavior. The other components address what's going on beneath the behavior, what might be leading to the behavior in the first place. It all matters and it's all important. So to me, the behavior is an indicator. It shows us that there's something else going on underneath that needs to be examined. I love to think about the, like you're binging, you're overeating, you're feeling out of control around food. It's like the lights on a dashboard. It shows us that there's something else going on underneath that needs to be examined. But we're going to talk about the, the behavior itself and a habit. So what is a habit anyway? It's something that we do repeatedly, often without thought. We have done it so many times that it's literally, we just do it without even thinking about it. Now, I want to be really clear. There is no such thing as a good habit or a bad habit. Habits are just habits. Some of them serve us and they serve our future goals and our desires and others don't. But that doesn't mean that they're good or they're bad. Now, remember, the number one reason why you binge is shame and judgment about the behavior. So we've got to keep this in mind when we're talking about habits. No shame or judgment. Thinking that there are good habits and bad habits, automatically we're judging them. So we don't want to judge our habits around food as bad. But we can look at them and just see which ones serve us and which ones don't. So for example, for me, here's some habits that serve me. Uh, Brushing my teeth every night. And I journal a few sentences before I go to bed. And I listen to a meditation as I fall asleep. These are all great habits. They're habits. And again, look, see how I did that? I said they're great habits. That's me judging. It's great. We're human, right? We have this tendency to judge them as good or bad. But if we can remember, if we can catch ourselves, ah, it's not necessarily a great habit. These habits serve me. They're habits I want to continue. And when I don't, I notice the impacts. Okay, when we talk about breaking a habit, it can be helpful to think about the habit that we want to create in its place. So a lot of times just taking something away, there, there's going to be kind of a, um, there's going to be an absence there. So instead of kind of taking something away, if we think about what is going to go in its place. 
So rather than I'm going to take this totally away from food, rather than saying, I want to break the habit of staying up too late, you might say instead, I want to create the habit of being in bed by nine and asleep by 10 or insert whatever times feel right for you. This is going to be very unique, very individual, right? Some people love to be in bed by eight. Some people would love to be in bed by 11. There's no right or wrong answer here. But instead of saying, I don't want to stay up so late, it's saying what you do want to create the habit of. So let's get specific about the topic of binging, eating out of control. I personally don't find it's useful to say, all right, we're going to break the habit of binging. We're going to break the habit of overeating. We're going to break the habit of insert whatever habit you have around eating. Because this puts the focus on the behavior that we don't want. It's kind of like uh, if I said to you, don't press the big red button. What do you want to do? You want to press the big red button to see what happens. Or if I tell you, don't think about pink elephants. What did you just do? You thought about a pink elephant. So you may have heard the concept, never binge again. I find this concept problematic for a number of reasons, but primarily it's too much focus on what you don't want and it creates a lot of judgment about the behavior itself. So I want to encourage you, instead of saying, I want to break the habit of binging, I would love for you to create the habit of eating consciously. So we want to break the habit more of unconscious eating. So if you think about this, when you binge, when you overeat, when you kind of eat in that out of control way, it's generally done from an unconscious place, a very disconnected place. So I shared the story in episode number one, I shared the story of my first binge. And I, after that binge, I just sat there. I was surrounded by all of these wrappers and I had no idea what had just happened, how I had eaten all of those foods. I was clearly eating in a very unconscious manner. And you've probably experienced this to any sort of degree. For example, you get to the end of a bag of chips and you're like, oh my gosh, did I just eat all those? I don't even remember eating those, but I am the only one in the house right now and this bag of chips is now empty. So I must have been the one that ate them, but I literally don't remember. The other thing that happens when we eat unconsciously is the volume of food that we are able to eat is far more than the volume of food that we could eat if we were conscious. I was constantly surprised when I would go back after a binge, once I started trying to be more conscious about what I ate, even after the fact, I would go back and I would just try to understand like, how much did I eat? And I was so surprised by the amount of food I was able to eat in those moments. Now, the only reason I was able to do that is because I was so disconnected from myself and from my experience. Had I been connected, had I been eating consciously, I physically would not have been able to eat that much food. So I love the idea of we are looking at breaking the habit of unconscious eating. and. 
Then to take this one step further into what I was talking about, okay, we're not going to focus on what we're breaking the habit of. We want to focus on what we're creating. So we want to create the habit of eating consciously. Okay. Now, with all of that in mind, let's go to talk about habits. And to understand habits, it's really helpful to understand the brain. So in the episode on the nervous system, I talked a lot about the brain and its very number one job. And that job is to keep us alive. So as long as the brain is not in major threat of survival, overall survival, Then the brain has three primary roles, and those roles are to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and use as little energy as possible. So habits totally serve this. They serve the last role, which is using as little energy as possible. When we first start doing something, it takes quite a bit of energy as we're learning it having to think about the various steps. So for example, think about when you first learned how to drive. Or if you have a child who is of driving age or older, when they first learned how to drive. It took a lot of effort, a lot of focus to think about, okay, where do I put my hands? How do I turn? Where am I going? The turn signal, the various things, looking for other cars, staying in the lane, all of these other things, right? It takes a lot of mental energy and focus. But as we repeat a behavior, any behavior, the brain starts to remember the patterns and what we do. And it starts storing those things into the subconscious to put it on autopilot. Because it's trying to use as little energy as possible. So it's like, okay, oh, this driving thing, we're doing it more often. And for those of us who drive on a regular basis, oh, we do this on a regular basis. Okay, I can start putting these things on autopilot. I can put them into more of the habit place in the brain, the subconscious. Think about yourself as a driver now. Have you ever had the situation where you get to your destination and you kind of think back and it's like, oh my gosh, how did I even get here? I don't even remember making turns or making conscious decisions about the route or what I was doing. We literally do most of our driving now on autopilot. It's like the brain has just, we have a habit of driving. The way you drive also is a habit. It's the way that you're kind of thinking about how you show up as a driver. All of those things really kind of go into that habitual place. But then if something changes for you while you're on the road, let's say, for example, for me, when I don't very often drive in inclement weather. So when I do have the opportunity to drive in inclement weather, my patterns, my habits of thinking very much change. I have to put a lot more focus and energy because it's not something that I generally do. So this is kind of how the brain works. It likes to put things on autopilot. It stores them into the subconscious so it can use less energy overall. It's a very functional feature of the brain, and it's one that we can use for our benefit when we understand it. 
So according to current scientific estimates, 95% of brain activity is unconscious. And 40% of our behaviors are habitual. That's amazing, right? 40% of our behaviors are habitual. Well, it makes sense. We want the habitual behaviors so that our brain can use less energy there, so that our brain can have more space and more energy for the other places in life. But for those people whose brains feel very constantly focused on food all of the time, it can often feel like there isn't room for a lot of other things in the brain and a lot of other focus, and that can very much be the case. But we want to look at, if you've been binging for a long time, it's very likely that some of your patterns and your behaviors around food are a habit. So think about this for yourself. What are your patterns? When do you usually binge? When do you usually overeat? What are those times that you notice that you are eating unconsciously? What is the pattern? Is it a specific day? Is it a specific time? Maybe it's a place. Or maybe it's an, it's associated with a certain emotion. So our brain often connects eating with certain places, certain emotions, certain times of day, or even certain experiences. So we've eaten in that way so many times that the brain decides to put it on autopilot. So it might be like, when the kids go to bed, I eat. When I feel frustrated at work, I eat. When I get in a fight with my husband, I eat. When I go drive to go do errands, I eat. So what do we do? How do we change these habits with food that don't serve us? Step number one, we have to bring awareness to them. I mentioned this before. Awareness is always the first step to change. Always. We want to understand your patterns. What part of your binging, your compulsive overeating, what part of it might be a habit? So you want to write down when you usually eat in a way that doesn't serve you. Like, what do you notice when you write this down? What might be the patterns or the associations that you're seeing? So for me, it was often right after lunch. During the week, right after lunch, or maybe it was mid-afternoon when I had work to do, I was feeling like uncertain about for a variety of reasons. So kind of notice what your patterns are. Mondays were also a huge pattern for me, especially if I had been traveling, if I had um, a lot of uh, training or racing that weekend. Mondays were a very big pattern for me. So kind of just notice what might those patterns be for you? Okay, step number two, decide to be intentional. Now, as I mentioned before, habits happen on autopilot. We're going to change them through intention and awareness. So you want to start to notice what subconscious thoughts might be happening to create the habit. So for me, with my habit, my old habit of binging after lunch, like I'm going to notice that ahead of time. That's kind of step one, right? I'm going to figure out my patterns. I'm going to notice that's a pattern. Then ahead of time, I'm going to decide to be intentional. 
I know this time is coming. I know after lunch, this time is coming. So what am I going to do? I'm going to decide that ahead of time. I'm going to be intentional ahead of time. I'm also going to decide to decide to be very intentional about figuring out what am I thinking? What is going on in my brain and in my body at this time? So I'm going to write those things down. I'm also going to decide ahead of time if I eat, I'm going to keep the lights on. You've heard me say, maybe you've heard me say in previous episodes, I used to eat to turn the lights off on myself. So I'm going to decide I'm going to stay connected. I'm going to keep the lights on. I've got permission to eat, but I want to do it in a way that stays connected and keeps that consciousness going. Remember, I'm creating the habit of eating consciously. I'm not going to have any shame or judgment. I'm going to have awareness and intention. So then I can ask this powerful question, what is happening that I might not even have been aware of in the past? It is amazing to me how many people have told me, wow, I never even realized that when I eat, there is this like buzziness in my chest. I never realized that I'm eating when I am trying to avoid something or when I'm feeling a lot of uncertainty or overwhelm or frustration. Because we often use food to disconnect, to be unconscious, we eat unconsciously, we don't even have that awareness. So we're bringing that awareness into the situation. Step number three is choose something different. So when it's time, when you have, it's it's the pattern. It is, okay, it's four o'clock. This is what happens. The kids have just gone to bed. This is what I usually do. Decide to do something different. It doesn't even matter what. Just choose something different. Now, one of the ways that can be really important about the way that you think about this is instead of saying, don't do that, that's wrong, that's bad, right? There we've started to shame. We haven't started the shame yet, but we've started the judgment. Telling ourselves it's wrong, it's bad, don't do that is a form of judgment. We're also kind of starting to put some emotional restrictions on ourselves. So just choose something different. Here's a very powerful question you can ask yourself. What is something different I can do right now that will bring me one step closer to who I want to be as an eater? Now, remember, no extremes. The brain is always going to want to use as little energy as possible, and it's always going to want to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So we want to convince our brain, that this is doable. Small, tiny changes repeated consistently over time are what create lasting and long-term results. So many people are looking for the quick, the quick fix, the magic pill. It doesn't exist. Habits are created over time. It's small changes repeated consistently This is what creates that long-term change. Now, many people who binge, who feel out of control around food, tend towards all-or-nothing thinking. 
This might sound like I either eat zero cookies or I eat the whole box. This is your opportunity to practice something different. How about four cookies instead? That is a very vast change compared to the whole box. Or how about this? How about I just choose to eat the cookies consciously and just see what I notice, what comes up for me and what I can learn from the situation. So my girlfriend, Corinne, she used to eat ice cream out of the container. Then she decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to put it in a bowl. I'm not going to change anything else. I'm just going to put it in a bowl. It was a conscious decision. It was a small change. She still had a habit of eating ice cream, but what she did was she changed how she was eating it. So it's always important to decide who you want to be as an eater when you're evaluating your habits and what you want to change. Start small. Think about the one pattern, the one time of day maybe that you want to focus on. It's likely your brain has this perfectionistic fantasy of not wanting to eat at all during that time. Like, I just want to not eat at all. But what if you allowed yourself to eat, but you just changed what it looks like? Creating that consciousness. I want to create the habit of being a conscious eater. What if sometimes you could sit on the couch in front of the TV and eat, and sometimes you could sit on the couch in front of the TV and not eat? What if it didn't have to be black and white? Either I'm on the couch, I'm watching TV and I'm eating, or I have to avoid the couch entirely. Remember, we're not trying to stop the habit of overeating or binging. We're trying to create the habit of eating consciously and eating with awareness. Okay, so we're going to review. You want to know your patterns. Choose one place to focus on. Awareness. Awareness is always number one. We want to be intentional. You want to bring this to your conscious mind. Be aware. What is happening? What might I be thinking? What's happening in my body? And then choose something different. Now, this is not about just like, I'm just going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to go for a walk when I want to binge. It's not about just replacing the behavior, those self, the, the replacing the behavior. It's about bringing awareness to the times where you're operating on autopilot, to understanding what's happening in your mind and in your body, and then actively choosing something different. So when you combine this increased awareness with the other solutions that you're learning on this podcast, this is where the magic happens. The binging, the out-of-control eating, it doesn't just start because we're lazy or we're broken. There is a perfectly good reason why it starts, which we talked about in Reason number one, solution number one, understanding. And then when it's repeated over time and over many years, it can become a habit. So then we bring awareness to the habit and we can discover what else might be going on that needs to be addressed so that the habit can be changed. So this is so much more than just developing a flossing habit 
or stopping the habit of cursing. We're bringing awareness to this. We're addressing the other factors that might be leading to it and choosing something different. This is such a powerful component to unwinding the pattern of binging. Now, this is how change happens. We are literally rewiring your brain. When you've done something repeatedly over time and the brain puts it on autopilot, that becomes what's known as a neural pathway. So you've likely heard the term, what fires together, wires together. So you have these associations with binging or overeating and the place, the emotion, the time, whatever that is, these associations that have been created. But the concept of neuroplasticity is real. We can create new neural pathways and new connections in our brain. So in the beginning, this does take time. It takes effort. It takes attention. But then the brain puts those new pathways on autopilot as you develop new habits, as you develop this new habit of bringing consciousness and connection and awareness to your eating. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Bring awareness to the habitual thoughts, the feelings, and the behaviors around food. Choose something different. Get curious about all of it. And when you find that you're eating in a way that you really like, that serves you, that you want to repeat and you want to become a new habit, celebrate it. Reinforce to yourself that this is the behavior that serves you. This is who you want to be as a, as an eater. This is what you want to repeat consistently. The brain will want to recreate this and repeat it and eventually put it on autopilot. It will feel awkward at first. Your brain will want to go back to what it knows and what feels easy. This is why that conscious choice, that commitment to do something different is so important. Give it a shot. Most people are unconscious when it comes to eating out of control, and to binging. Even the overeating is done from this very unconscious place. See what you discover when you bring awareness and consciousness to it. See which of the other reasons why you binge might be underneath that habit. All right, that's what I have for you this week. Join me next week where we're gonna wrap up this series on the eight reasons why you binge and how to stop. We're going to be talking about your inner dialogue. This one is so powerful. Now, I've heard from many of you, you're hearing things on this podcast you have never considered before in all of your attempts to stop feeling out of control around food. And I've also heard from some of you that you want help applying these concepts to your own situation. So if that's you, I'm creating something you will not want to miss. Go to bingebreakthrough.com forward slash blueprint to make sure that you don't miss it. Again, that's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash blueprint. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you would like to dive even further into these concepts that will help you break through your barriers to food freedom, come to my next masterclass. 
I take the ideas you learn about on the podcast to the next level in a way you may have never heard before. Sign up at bingebreakthrough.com. I hope to see you there.